Hello and welcome to another episode of Comic Books Transformed. I am here with my good friend Brian, Mr. Coarsehair. How are you doing tonight? Doing good, Pete. Cool. On Comic Books Transformed, we talk about the things that we loved as children as we slowly start to look more and more like our dads. So, um, <laughs> tonight, but we still have cool shirts, though. I mean, at least one of us does. What are you wearing tonight? Unicron? Uh, yeah, this is Unicron and the, the Danzig logo. That is pretty awesome. I love his face. Uh, my birthday is coming up, and I need to get some more Transformers shirts, some more horror shirts, because I'm just wearing a button down. Like, I, I can't even be a YouTuber at all, you know? <laughs> like, th I'm, there's no excuse. So yeah, we're I'm, here tonight. I'm waiting on an order of shirts, but it's, it's been a while. I don't know what, what happened to them. Let, let me ask you this. How many Transformers shirts do you have altogether? Um, I mean, th that I still have probably seven or eight, but I mean, I mean, over the course of my lifetime, I I've gone through probably an another 12 more of that, that I've just worn out so much that they, you know, they begin to crepit and horrible. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I need to get some more, man, because I, I wear like the same five shirts in these videos and I'm like, okay, let's, let's get a little bit, uh, you know. You know, a little uh, originality in here. So anyway, as wait, I wait, hold on, wait, wait. Before, you, before you jump over there, check out Ripped Apparel. There's a sale going on right now. <laughs> Is it on Transformers? Yeah. Uh, no, it, it's on all non-daily shirts, so it's like 20% off everything. So, I mean, worth a look. Nice. Okay. Ripped Apparel. Okay. You got it, man. Yeah. Cool. We did a plug for them. They're, they're a great sponsor of the show. So anyway, uh, we are talking about What If, episode number three, which is called What If the World Lost Its Mightiest Heroes? Mm. And so just going by our structure that we went by last week, Brian, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked you last week. Out of the three episodes now of this show, which one do you like the most? That's a really hard question to answer right now. There are a lot of things I liked about this episode and they're, they, I feel like they gave me a lot of the things that I asked about last week. Mm. I mean, I know that they, they made this show a long time ago, but I feel I want to think inside that they heard my complaints and they gave they answered them. So oh, they did. They, they moved this episode up for, from a, from a later spot just to answer me in particular. Dude, they um, did. They, they were sitting there. They're like, they're one of the eight people that watch the show, and they were like, oh shit, we gotta appease Brian. Let's move that up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so um, it, it's it's a close it, it's a close race between two and three at this point. Uh huh. Uh, for me, I would put this one ahead of both of the episodes. I put three, two, one. And gotcha. um, you want to tell me without going into spoilers mm -hmm. why you like this episode more, or, or like at uh, least or similarly equal? Well, I mean, they. I had uh, I had pluses and minuses for, for both this episode and the last one, but they're yeah. very different in both cases. So this this episode gave me a lot of what I felt was missing from this series, but I was still kind of there was something that disappointed me about it, and yeah. I'll, I'll get to that later once we went into spoiler territory. There, there was like um, uh, a, a structural setupy kind of thing that I felt was missing to this episode that detracted from it. Okay, okay. I'm very excited to talk about that in, com in the uh, spoilers with you. So for me, uh, the reason why I liked it the most is because it did really feel like exactly what you were talking about last week that they did. It was like dark, 
and it was the closest to a Marvel What If comic that they've had so far out of three episodes. Totally agree. So it's interesting that this episode is either like tied for first or first place for us because it's written by the same person that wrote the first episode, which we like the least, and that's uh, AC Bradley, who's the showrunner, right? And she's written almost all these episodes of this show, but I feel like this episode is very different from that first episode. Yeah, because I mean, the first episode kind of still follow along with the same plot overall of um, uh, of of the the first Avenger, but this. Uh, I mean, I guess this in a way followed along the plot with many of the, the early phase one movies, but, um, there were significant changes and that, that's what we want to see. And, and we, we want, I mean, I, I want to see these, you know, these tragic stories and see, I mean, there's always a little bit of hope that comes out of them or something like that, but then usually there's something, something bad happens and something bad have many bad things happen. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm, I'm also, uh, I'm, I'm not convinced that there's not some connectivity between some of these, uh, uh, some of these episodes. Okay. Well, why don't we go into spoilers and then I can ask you my question of about that con connectivity you're talking about. So sure. do you think that that shield at the very end that Nick Fury uncovers in the ice? Oh wait, that's in the captain America shield. All right. That's a stupid fucking question already. And then I was thinking it was the Peggy Carter shield, but it's not. It's not. So fuck that question. It, well, could it? Be, oh man, no, I, th I think I rewatched the first episode because does she go into the portal with the shield, or does the yes. shield get left behind? She goes into the shield, but the, the the fact is the reason why it's a dumb question on my part is because the shield that Fury finds in this episode is Cap's shield with the star. Her shield has the Union Jack on. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, but yeah. it's weird though because I mean he's in a. He, he, it looks like it's the same facility. Where yeah. that he he meets um, Captain Carter in right in the first episode because I mean they found Steve in the middle of the ocean and this was clearly in some kind of base somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It, it you don't think that because talking about the connectivity, you don't think that's like they're gonna bring all these Avengers from different worlds to this world of this episode? Do you? That could be it. I yeah. I, I I mean there is that. That that uh, we mentioned it last week. The um, that sh that famous Avenger shot where they kind of scroll scroll around the whole team, but and this is it's a bunch of different characters, including the the T'Challa, Star Lord, and I'm pretty sure Captain Carter's in there. And there's a younger looking Thor, um, and I think there was uh, there was a Gamora with um, the Thanos sword. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I actually don't know a lot about the other episodes besides like there's a zombie one. And uh, I think I kind of the stuff that I'm familiar with, we've already seen so far. But going yeah, I mean, right. Oh, this episode, I feel like we didn't see anything from previously, or if it was, it was very ambiguous. Like, like there was no hint to this episode in any of the the preview material, as far as I'm concerned. Right, and and, and with the preview material, they definitely made it seem like it was a world where like Loki won or something, or like Loki was taking over. Yes. You know, which is like, it's not the case. It's like a murder mystery with the Avengers. It's like, who killed the Avengers? Yeah. And my next question to you is, were you able to kind of guess what was going on before the reveal? Um, yes and no. So, the, the, and this is the structural problem I had with this, is that, you know, they they tend to show you what 
what is going wrong with this reality and, and base the question of the episode on that. But I feel, I feel like they kind of just, you couldn't guess it because they didn't give you the information until, you know, well past the halfway point. You know, well, like two thirds of the episode were up before they gave you a hint on what it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Like, so, so I mean, uh, when, when Natasha is, uh, is at that library and she's looking up shield records, uh, I mean, you do see a picture of, of Hope Van Dyne on a screen, but that's the first instance that, that we learn that Hope was a shield agent. Yeah. So, and, I mean, it, it, she, she was not a shield agent in the actual movie. So there's no reason for us to think that, but that, that is really the question of this episode is that, you know, is more what if Hope Van Dyne was a shield agent and died, not yeah. what if somebody killed the Avengers? I mean, the, who killed the event? Uh, I mean, what if what is it? The, the world lost its mightiest heroes. Um, it, so I felt like they kind of buried that, and that that bothered me a little bit. Sure. But I still like. I was so satisfied with the um, with, with the overall story of it, and uh, and then and also the the little twist at the end where. You know, Loki's like, oh yeah, so I'm I'm in charge now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I get what you're saying. It's like it's with what if it's very much like Uatu just says, hey, what if this happened, and you have to see what the repercussions of that are. Like, what's the butterfly effect? What what does it lead to? And in this, they kind of buried the lead. It was like, you know, what happened if the heroes died, and um. You don't really understand what's going on. I think that pretty much once they showed hope, I was like, oh, okay. It's going to be that like Ant-Man is evil. And I thought that maybe it was like Yellow Jacket at first, like that maybe um, they had come to power early. Remember like in the first Ant-Man movie, there's like an idea to make Hydra soldiers and like Yellow Jacket's like the prototype. I thought that was going to be the case. And like his costume was Yellow Jacket's costume, right? Uh. I, I think it was it was a hybrid between because it's uh, it was still the main Ant Man helmet, but it was just yellow and black. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was more. Yeah, it, it, it's a little mix. I, I'd say because he had those little pincer things, right? And that's like yellow jacket. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like once once they showed that, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Like he went into the Hulk. That was the most disturbing thing, by the way. Was when the Hulk yeah. flew out. That bothered yeah, me. I mean. I mean that's that's kind of what everyone wanted Ant Man to do to Thanos in a way, <laughs> in a slightly different way. Right. So I mean, it was kind of cool to see that play out. Yes, yeah, so he got inserted a little bit differently, but um, <laughs> like Mark Ruffalo is is such kind of like an endearing guy and a likable guy that to see him get murdered like that was was pretty upsetting. Yeah, and I I felt real bad for Black Widow. They didn't show her murder at all in this, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, when she's fighting, by, by that point when she was fighting, you knew it was like Ant-Man, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess in theory you could have maybe picked up on it from based on the uh, – there was some information uh, about how uh, how Tony was killed. Uh, yeah. Something exploded out of there. Maybe you could have picked up a little bit earlier. Right. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it was um, – I mean, it was cool because – I didn't even realize how close in events all those Avengers movies are. They made it like it was each a different day of the week, and it was all kind of yeah. No, technically that all happens within a week's time in the movies. It's just for us, it was a couple years apart. That's crazy. Um, With the behind the scenes stuff, they had some people that are from the original movies, and they had some new voices. 
you know, you notice that Black Widow sounded a little off, right? Yeah, I thought she was. She sounded pretty good, though. It was Lake Bell, right? Yeah, Lake Bell. I thought she did a really good job. She did a really good job of uh, of mimicking that kind of gravelly um, uh, Scarlett Johansson voice. So I I, I definitely approve of that. <laughs> yeah, and, and she was very sarcastic. She like leaned into the sarcasm. Um, I, honestly, besides the Black Widow movie, I felt like this was kind of like the best Black Widow role in the MCU I've seen. Uh, yeah, I mean, she was definitely a main character here. Uh, I mean, arguably Nick Fury was probably the main character, or, or if, but if not, it was her. So yeah, yeah. And then I was surprised like they had Samuel Jackson, they had uh, Clark Gregg, they had um, Mark Ruffalo, and then they had Michael Douglas. I was like, oh shit, that's actual yeah. Michael Douglas. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, the, who else? They had some more than that though too. They had um, um, Crossbones was the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was really cool with crossbones and like you had the Hydra people. I love that. Yeah. Um, and, and Hawkeye was the same as well again. Right. Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston, obviously. Jamie Alex oh. Alexander. Yeah. And Tom That's Hiddleston, he, he's so great. He's so great as that character. Like his voice acting was a highlight of the episode. Yeah, no, the voice acting was was uh, again overall better. Like I, I felt there were a couple parts in the first one that that just didn't work for me. Right, uh, but I, I either just didn't notice it or it was just a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then some people, it's like you can kind of tell that they weren't the same people, like Betty Ross and uh, right. you know Tony Stark. You can tell that wasn't Robert Downey Jr. Uh, um, but I was going to say that with Coulson, it almost kind of felt like they were kind of playing up like that he was gay, right? Um, no, I, I, I read that as that was his, um, his extreme Captain America fandom. Actually, that's really the proof. That's really the proof that it's not the same reality because his password was Steve, Steve, Steve. And unless he was suddenly a, uh, um, a Hydra Stomper fan over a Captain Carter fan, but. Oh, there you go. There you go. Confirming it. Yeah, well, we he go. had that love for Steve, but then he also was like kind of crushing on Thor. He's like, look at his beautiful hair, and he's like, he smelled like lavender or something. Remember that? That is very true. But yeah, uh, yeah maybe it, it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one other thing that we did last week was we talked about the similarities between this comic and existing comics. Can you think of any examples off the top of your head? Because I have one I mean, so far. I don't have any particular ones, but I mean, there's got to be one where the Avengers died. There's <laughs> probably a whole bunch based on that premise at, at different points in time. So, yeah, it actually reminded me of a comic that was a DC comic. Uh, it was Elseworlds. And for people that don't know this, Elseworlds is like the equivalent of What If, but for DC. And um, they have this comic called The Nail, where Superman he crash lands on a, in an, Ar an Amish farm and so he has the amish way of life and he doesn't join the justice league and so you see the trickle effect of like one superhero not joining the team and and how it affects like the whole world and like obviously in this they kill all of the avengers it's not just like one missing hero but to kind of see how everything escalates because the the team's not in place that kind of reminded me of it Interesting. I've I've read that before, but I, I don't remember. I remember that title. I know I, I read it, but I I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> yeah, the reason why it's called a nail, and here's spoilers, but it's kind of cool, is that Martha Kent and Jonathan Kent um, 
they are driving to go wherever they're going when they find the baby of Kal-El and there's a, a nail in their tire. And so they have to change the tire. They don't go get him. And so <laughs> this Amish couple finds him instead as they're going past him on the road. So that that's like extreme butterfly effect. You know, it's like the, the, the real tiniest little thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I just, I love this stuff. And it was cool because there's this one sequence where I think uh Black Widow's driving somewhere, like in the um, like on a long, desolate highway, and you see Uatu like made out in a silhouette. Have they done yeah. that in previous episodes? I was thinking that I'm like, what? Have they hidden him before? I mean, it's very possible he was in a, a one of the space background scenes in the last episode. Sure, but I do not remember him being in the first episode. But I'm gonna go back and look now. That was actually that would make a really cool like background. Um, just grabbing a screenshot of that and just putting that or up somewhere. Yeah, shit. Yeah, that was so awesome. So, um, last but not least, uh, for this part of our discussion, do you have any speculation about like how this ties in with the rest of the MCU or how this ties in with the rest of the show? Um, I mean, I, I'm still thinking that there's they're going to combine some of these episodes. Maybe it will be from different dimensions. Um, I'm not. I mean, I guess it can't be the same dimension. So, I mean, that that's one thing, and I think that's better. That yeah. it's not like that. Um, the other interesting thing with uh, this is, and I, I'm not sure, I feel like maybe there could be a sequel to this because it, it ended with Loki in charge and it ended with Nick Fury calling back Captain Marvel early. Yes. So uh, I'm wondering if there, we will actually see a continuation of this one this season or next. Okay. Which I would want. I'd be very interested to watch. Yes. They have done I mean, that. that, that, that se- the sequel to that could actually be that episode where the, you know that they, they do that spinner, the camera pan. Yeah, they, they they have done that in the past where there have been like what if part two of a specific storyline. So, yeah, I could totally see that happening with this show, too. Um, I was going to say that for speculation for me, I was just trying to think of like how did the Avengers, how did they affect all the Thanos stuff? Because with T'Challa going into space, he's able to like convert Thanos into a good guy, right? And And he changes the whole universe. But I was thinking, like, with the Avengers killed, how does that affect Thanos's plan? And so I know that, like, in Age of Ultron, you have, um, you know, Vision is created by one of the stones. But I was thinking, like, how do the Avengers really affect anything else in there? I guess, like, with the Tesseract. Um, but Loki didn't have the Tesseract, right? In this episode? Uh, yeah, he, he shows up with the Tesseract when he first shows up. No, no, that's the, that's the casket of Winters or something like that. It's, the casket of Winters? It, it's like a thing that the Frost Giants use in the first. No, yeah, season. no, I, I know what it is, but I, I honestly thought it was uh, it was a Tesseract. Maybe, uh, I, I'm I mean, pretty sure really it's like, Yeah, because okay. like the way that this story kind of presented itself, it was kind of like, Oh well, Loki becomes like the leader of Asgard because Thor gets killed, right? And so he has the the, the Frost Giants in the first movie have this big blue box, and it's like kind of like the Tesseract, but it's big and it just shoots ice at people like they do in this episode. I, I don't think they show the Tesseract in this. Episode. I might be wrong though, you know. Hmm. And, and so, like, because the Tesseract in the first Avenger, the Red Skull finds it, right? And then yeah. He like falls in the water, and then somehow like Shield gets it eventually. I think Howard Stark finds it. So 
in this timeline, Shield should still have the Tesseract. Um, unless, unless based on the fact that where where Nick Fury finds Cap Shield, that all played out differently as well. Maybe. Uh, I mean, because uh, I we don't know. Um, I mean, obviously, Captain America isn't around. Right. Because he's not even on the list that Nick Fury put together for the Avengers. They would have known about it, I think, by now. Right. Um, although, I, I think I think when Cap wakes up, it's pretty close to when the Avengers movie starts. Right, right, uh, right. Well, maybe it hadn't happened yet, but I, I think something different happened there. So maybe the Tesseract isn't with S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, at this point. Right. Well, so, so so take a little journey with me for a second, a journey into mystery, if you will. Because like, <laughs> it, in the end of the Thor movie, Thor and Loki are fighting on the bridge, the Rainbow Bridge, and it breaks, and Loki falls into, like, nothingness, and then you don't see him again until the Avengers. And so, like, the implication is that, like, Thanos found him, right? And that Thanos sends him to get the Tesseract, Right. True. So I mean, I'm sure that Thanos is aware of the Infinity Gems uh, or Stones anyway. Right, so right. Come, I think he'll still come around and, and do his whole plan, but it just might be uh, either A, might not be stoppable or might be stopped by a, a different group of people. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I love this kind of butterfly effect stuff because it makes me think, okay, well, if they weren't there to do this, then this might happen. And, and with the Thanos stuff, it's so interesting because – the Thanos stuff is such a huge part of the movies. It's so ridiculous how entwined it all is. Yeah, uh, and uh, I mean, if if the Tesseract is somewhere else too, I mean, you don't get you don't get Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver because there's there because they were experiments of the Tesseract. There you um, go. You don't get obviously not, you're not going to get Ultron because there's no Tony and Jarvis right. anymore, and uh, yeah, it, it, everything's going to change quite drastically. Yeah, and yeah, without Ultron on Vision, yeah, it's totally different world. It's, it's real interesting. Yeah. I love this kind of speculation. Um, you know, what's also interesting too about that is that, say for Spider-Man, for instance, you don't know if he would exist or not because they've never really shown his origin in the MCU. It's a good point. I mean, he, he seems so tied to Tony that yeah. uh, you, you kind of wonder if if it was a, a Stark Spider at this point, you know. Right, but, right, right. Uh, I hope it's not. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be real lame. Yeah, because yeah. Tony's never really done, like, bio stuff, so I think he probably wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Spider-Man, that might be a good transition to our next thing, unless you have some more stuff to say about this episode. Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. Okay. So the other big thing uh, for this week, of course, was the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer release, and we watched it. Brian, you and I haven't actually talked about it which I'd we love not. to hear, like, were you excited? Were you disappointed? How do you feel about it, man? Uh, so uh, so I first have to add that I was one of those people who was lame and watched the, the pre-FX one that was like a screen of a screen first. Yeah. So I wasn't, like, super, super surprised when I saw the full version. But um, it was a great trailer. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited for what it's going to bring. Um, there's definitely a lot of little, little hints in there, and I think a lot of them were glazed over and some of them were a lot more obvious. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see. I, I feel I feel like I have some idea of of at least one partial storyline that they're going to take from here. So, and that partial storyline is one more day. 
Yes, sir. <laughs> it's everybody's favorite topic. What I was gonna say, one of the most beloved Spider-Man storylines. You know, um, I, I saw this great joke on Twitter where like someone said that like people are gonna be like forever saying Mephisto is in something, and and this is yep. like a true Mephisto story. Yeah, it, it, you can't separate Mephisto from this, unfortunately. So I mean, maybe maybe because everyone's so crazy about it all the time that they'll find some way around it. But I mean, if I can, can we really say that that was Dr. Strange? That was actually Dr. Strange that entire time in that trailer. I, I feel like it is. I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's way too much stuff going on in this movie to begin with. So to yeah. add Mephisto, it's like too much. True. True. I, I guess it would kind of take away from it. I, Cause it seems like the, the idea is that they cast the spell it breaks reality, um, and we get some some villains from previous Spider-Man continuity, and potentially yeah. Spider-Man's uh, Spider-Man. Um, yeah. So, uh, but I mean, I'm curious to hear your opinion on if you, if you think that'll actually happen or not. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we saw, we very clearly see that that's um, Alfred Molina, Doctor Octopus. We saw the Pumpkin Bomb. There has been rumors. I think Willem Dafoe even said, "Like, yeah, I'm in it. Whatever. Like, you yeah. don't care." Or maybe I'm confused now with Alfred, uh, Alfred Molina. I'm not really sure. So you see that those two are very clear there. But yeah. there are some little hints of Electro. Uh, there's a hint of, of the Amazing Spider-Man Lizard. Yeah. And there's a hint of Sandman. All in that trailer that you can very easily glaze by. What's the Sandman part? There, there is a cl cloud of sand in the background of one shot it's, it's very it's it's i mean i had to look at a screenshot to see it so okay. same thing with the lizard i, I had this there's a spot it's a little easier to uh, explain where the uh the lizard pops up uh yeah. there's this where peter kind of gets like goes like that <laughs> and gets scared <laughs> actually i think he turns this way but uh it, it, <laughs> you, see, you actually if you look in the background there you'll see something jumping at, at a wall there so right and it looks very much like like the uh, the Reese fans uh, lizard. Yeah, yeah. I I think it would make sense for him to be in it because then it's sort of like you have a couple from the Amazing Spider-Man movies and you have some from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies too. You know, just kind of balancing things out. Um, I'm not sure if Michael Keaton is confirmed, like the Vulture too, or no. I've, I've not heard anything about him in there. Okay, and I have. I mean. And I'm still I'm still in the camp that Mysterio is not dead. Like there's a hundred percent no way he's not dead. So I'm, I'm I'm expecting him to show up. So in, in that sense, it would give us um, three from potentially three from Raimi, one from uh, uh, two from uh, Amazing Spider-Man, and then we would need one to fill it out from from these newer movies, which would be either Michael Keaton or uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, so. That brings up essentially two things that I really wanted to talk about. Um, first off, if we're going to break this movie down and speculate, I think we have to kind of base it on two things. The story that they've been trying to tell since the first movie to now, is there like an arc? Is there a point to the story? And two, how much of this is like influenced by Sony and what they're trying to do with the Spider-Man brand? Because we just talked about the villains, right? And with the villains, I know, and you know, that they've been trying to make like a Sinister Six movie for like a long time at Sony. 
And yeah. it feels like they're like, oh, well, they're the Sinister Six, but they're from different realities. And they're going to just like shove them all together. Um, yeah. Like, we've seen how like Sony trying to like pump up other Spider-Man movies has, has like messed up Spider-Man movies. And yeah. I'm worried that like that might happen with this. Because I feel like if you watch uh, Homecoming and you watch Far From Home, there's a clear like, okay, this is leading into this. You know, like he, he wants the respect of Tony Stark. Tony Stark takes him under his wing. In the next movie, Tony Stark is dead. He's dealing with the repercussions. He has to kind of become his own hero. And then in the third one, obviously the third one is a continuation of the last scene of Far From Home. But as a story arc, how does that, how does that all kind of resolve itself? You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I, I think it's the, it's the culmination of, uh, well, really, you know, Spider-Man first came into the MCU with Civil War. Right. And one of the biggest aspects of that Civil War story that they, they couldn't do was that Peter Parker revealed his identity. So, I mean, that's right. kind of is continuing that still. So, I mean, it still does sort of fit. It's just a little out of order, I guess. Yeah. So this, this is Peter dealing with not being able to have secrets anymore. Okay, okay. I don't well, know if okay. that's necessarily the, thematically fitting, but... Yeah, but you know what? That's a really good point that you bring up because there's that one line that Doctor Strange says to him where he's like, your problem is that you're trying to live two different lives or something like that. And that's what makes Spider-Man kind of unique among the MCU superheroes because pretty much all the MCU heroes are like, everyone knows their identities, right? They know who Cap is. They know who Iron Man is. They don't know the whole point, right? They don't know, but I feel, I feel like is there anyone else that's keeping their identity a secret that's a hero? Because I think that no. even like Ant Man and stuff, it's just kind of public knowledge. Yeah, because he was arrested and and uh, let out of prison there. I, I mean, he, uh, you, yeah, right. And, and, and even he like the in, only um, one. right in, in Endgame, like there's a part where they're in a diner and he's like, "Hey, I'm Ant Man," right? <laughs> yeah, right? true. So. so I guess, like, for me, you know, maybe I'm getting all too philosophical or English major but, but like, the, the, the first movie is like, okay, Tony Stark's his idol, his mentor, he takes him under his wing. The second one is Tony Stark's dead, and now you have this bad mentor who's Mysterio, who essentially, like, messes up his life. And that him messing up his life is revealing his identity. And um, the third one is he has yet another male mentor figure now, Doctor Strange. Um, and, but what's weird too is because I, I thought that like Charlie Cox's Daredevil was supposed to be in this too. Yeah, supposedly he filmed something, and a lot of people seem to think that there's a person slamming a file down on the table, and then that could be him defending uh, him as his lawyer. Okay. I'm not 100 sure that's going to be it. Um, I I think it would be more fitting if we got Matt Murdock in this rather than Daredevil. Okay. Uh, uh, as as and and I think it would just be like a glorified cameo in a scene or two, rather than okay. a, like a major part. But um, that that's that's kind of what I, the the vibe I get from that, if if it is true. But I mean, just because we 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 heard about it and it was leaked or whatever, doesn't necessarily mean because they haven't shown it shown, shown it to us officially, it doesn't mean it's not happening. Okay. But okay, I mean, so, so like I'm leaning towards that being so, something that's there. Yeah. And I'm leaning less towards Tobey Maguire and or Andrew Garfield. 
Oh, like you don't think they're going to be in the movie? I, I'm, I'm not sure. Because, yeah. I, I mean, this is actually a really good point to, to, to pick at here. Yeah. Um, so Dr. Octopus shows up and he says, hello, Peter. Right. So, I mean, is this the exact same version that was in the Raimi movie? No. It probably can't be because, one, he died. Right. And, two, he kind of redeemed himself. Right. And, three, he doesn't look the same. as. I mean, so it, it's either the, – the, the schools of thought here is that it's a completely different version. It just happens to be the same actor, and it's going to be he, – he's just going to be from a different reality that, oh, that fought the Tom Holland Spider-Man somewhere else, and, that, and he's talking to him. Right. Or – He's saying hello to Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker because he knows who that is. But that doesn't make sense because, like I said, he redeemed himself and he's dead. Right. Very good point. Very, very good point. Yeah, I think that um, what we're getting here is kind of what we got with, like, WandaVision, right? Where we see uh, – oh, shit. The guy that played Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men movies. Oh, right? um, yeah. Oh, my God. I can't remember his name either right now. Right. Evan You're, Peters. Evan Peters. Evan Peters. Very good. Very good. Yeah. And, and so essentially he's like in the Quicksilver role and they're like, oh, they recast him. But it's just like they wrote it off as if she – that was a guy that lived in that town. I feel like it's just going to be like this is Dr. Octopus from another reality. He's not the reality of the Tobey Maguire one. But like if Tobey Maguire was in this movie, it wouldn't even be that Tobey Maguire trilogy that we know. It would be like something similar to it. You know, yeah. I mean, we also got to take into consideration J. Jonah Jameson too. I mean, the fact that it's the same actor playing the same character—it could just be that it's just the same actor playing the same character, and it's just—it's aligned to some different universe. Yeah. Uh, if they do pull this off, and there's like a Sinister Six, and then they're fighting either like Peter and Doctor Strange, or like Peter by himself, or Peter and two other Peters, that will be. Pretty damn impressive. See, the question is though is like, I, I, the, the, another reason I'm not leaning towards that is that all the footage of Doctor Strange in this trailer, he's in a lot of different scenes. It seems like, yeah, it, it would seem odd that he would be crammed into uh, all his screen time would be crammed into that many different backdrops. Right, and there's a lot of things that he's doing that I, I don't quite know what the hell's going on. I mean, there's, yeah. there's more. There's more like in, in the, like you know Marvel Inceptiony kind of graphics, just like the Doctor Strange movie in, in this movie, and I, I don't really know how that fits in exactly right. with the overall problem of the um, of of the uh, I'm sorry, the overall conflict of the movie. So is the conflict the multiverse itself? Is the conflict the Sinister Six? Like what is it? What is it? Yeah, I think my personal belief is that he goes to a spell where you can shift this reality to where Peter's identity is a secret. But to do that, you have to essentially like take the formula or the blueprint from another reality where Peter is, his secret identity is preserved. And they mess up the spell. And so therefore they take like the blueprint from maybe a few different worlds or maybe just one other world. Um, and it has all these villains in it. And so this Peter hasn't experienced these villains yet, but the Spider-Man from that world is a much more experienced Peter Parker. And so if, this is kind of like his finally having to be a man and like believing in himself and not having to be associated with another older male hero. Okay. You know? I, I like that. 
Yeah, because like it, it, clearly in the first two movies, because I'm pretty sure it's the same creators. It's the same director, that's for sure. And I'm pretty sure it's the same writer duo too that wrote it. And it's like there, it's not like Star Wars where it's like conflicting views for the movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like the, the the theme here is like Peter having like an older mentor in each one. And so I feel like that's what the third one is, is like he's becoming a man and he doesn't need a mentor by this third one. So basically you're saying is that the, these Sinister Six cameos or whatever they are, is it's, they're just going to be little cameos. They're not actually going to be the Sinister Six. That They, they might okay. all come Yeah, out. no, that actually fits pretty well, I think. And I think it's it's kind of like messing with your expectations kind of thing, which they, they're very fond of doing. Yeah. Well, so. I don't know. I don't know what exactly like after Doctor Strange, like you'll have that scene where he does the spell and then there's kind of like the fallout and there'll be like a little bit of chaos. But then it's like, well, what's he going to do in the third act? Right. And there's a scene where they're on a train and he like makes copies of the train, but the train looks like it's like not in New York. It looks like it's. Yeah. It looks like it's in the mountains or something. Yeah. Right. Right. So there's that. And then when he knocks Peter out of his body, Peter has some kind of like box that he's holding yeah, on to. Too, yeah. So that's probably like the MacGuffin. It's probably some kind of item he needs to like fix the spell. Um, but I don't, I don't know how it all plays out. Like he's probably going to try to reset reality and, and then the Sinister Six are kind of coming after him. I, that's what I think. I don't know. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm curious. I'm very curious to see the movie and uh, I, I, I hope that these release schedules stick. So oh, uh, we actually get to see it. <laughs> I, yeah. heard some, I heard some bad rumors. Yeah, no kidding, man. Yeah, and and you know they are luckily keeping the uh, Morbus movie in place, though. Oh yeah. Well, uh, well, will they? Will <laughs> yeah. They? Well, what rumors have you heard? Because what I heard is that I've heard that uh, Shang Chi is is like locked in. That's absolutely yeah. locked in. Right. So I've heard that Sony is considering moving Venom to, to January when Morbius is supposed to come out, and I've heard that Marvel is considering moving the Eternals. But I haven't heard anything about this movie yet. I thought is is Venom a rumor? I thought that was like that is happening. Oh God, I hope it's is that official? I haven't seen it as official yet. I, I think it is official that they moved it into that uh, Morbus, like Morbius. Morbius, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like I, I think they moved Venom officially, uh, and then I heard what I heard was that if Shang Chi does poorly, then they're gonna move eternals i heard that like what you just said um no i think it's still a rumor oh still a rumor it's just a little side it's just a little side note too a little tangent but i actually kind of think that that venom trailer looks bad um i know that there's like a huge fan base for people that love venom and they love the that first movie but you and i we kind of thought that first movie was kind of a joke yeah right um yeah the, yeah, there is a definitely a huge fan base for Venom, but I, I just I have a hard time seeing Venom without Spider-Man. Right, right. And and when it's like symbiote versus symbiote, and they're all just kind of like liquidy on top of each other, that does nothing for me. Yeah, like if I, I was never a huge Carnage fan. Um yeah. I, I was a Venom. I, I am a, I do like Venom, but yeah. uh, Carnage was a, was a step too far or just not as interesting to me. Right. Um, and I think I would be excited for something like this. Uh, I, I mean the the as much as I, I I don't think I even read the entire series, but like Maximum Carnage is like ingrained in my brain, you know, like the <laughs> idea because it was yeah. such a huge crossover in the '90s, and there was the video game and all that. Yeah. Like I think if we had a movie with Spider-Man and Venom, and then it spun out into a Venom movie, and then it spun out into this, 
that I might be more excited. Right. But without right. to have all these these characters being created and meeting without the influence of Peter Parker, like, like it's it's it loses something for me. Hell yes, yes. Very good point. I feel the exact same way. Um, I, I do love Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's one of my favorite actors. I think that he's ridiculously silly in that first movie. It looks like the same thing in the second movie. But yeah, I, th I think they made they made Venom a little too goofy. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, the lobster tank. But like <laughs> Carnage, like I actually I will admit that I actually really liked Carnage when I was a kid. And when Carnage first came out, I was like, oh, he's cool. Um, and then when you get older, you kind of realize, well, there's nothing really to him. It's just that he's like a killer. Yep. He, um, another YouTuber, his name's Comic Drake, said that Carnage kind of works as like a force of nature where it's like, oh, you can't reason with him. He's just a killer. And that's it. But he's kind of one note and not interesting. Um, like, I love Woody Harrelson, but I just think that he's kind of goofy by trying to be real serious as Carnage. Yeah, like... Um Woody Harrelson is a good actor. He's had many, played a lot of great roles. Um, but yeah, something doesn't feel right exactly here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm going to go see this movie. Um, but, you know, not super excited about it. Yeah. Not super. I mean, and I forgot to mention this earlier too, but you mentioned that how Sony's been drumming up their own little mini universe. Yeah. And I, I think they actually renamed it today to the, the, like this, the Spider-Man, Sony movie universe, or something like that. Like they, you know, how we we call it the MCU and the DCEU. Like they, they had something and they changed it to, to something else. Like either today or yesterday. Okay. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering. I mean, this, that's a, the other big speculative point is that is this the last we see of Spider-Man in the MCU? And does he yeah. end up over in in Sony Land now with with those other things? Yeah, it, it's crazy because I was doing research on this today and it totally reminded me that there was a point when they took him out of the MCU, right? Like legally, they, they canceled the deal. Do you remember that? Um, I think it was like 2019. It was like pre-COVID, I think, right? Well, um, uh, well, he wasn't – I don't necessarily think he was taken out, but it was more so that the initial contract expired. Oh, okay. With Far From Home. So – and they had to re renegotiate a new deal to to, uh, to to keep him for one more movie to close out a trilogy. Yeah. I, I think I heard somewhere that, like, based on how well this one does, Marvel might go in real hard trying to, like, acquire him, like, completely or, like, try to work out some kind of crazy contract just to keep him. Um, so we'll see how this does. I mean, it's the same team. I actually honestly did not like far from home that much I, I it was good but it's it's pretty low on my uh rankings for MCU. yeah it, it's it, i i think i really liked it when i first saw it and it, it kind of diminished in, in rewatchings uh a little bit for me yeah um i, I like the first one a lot better but it, it's it's interesting it's because it's um it's not really based on any spider-man comics that i've read most most for the most part it's it, all kind of based on the offshoot of civil war and yeah. it's weird uh, and, and I kind of want to see a more comic-based Spider-Man story, which maybe we'll see a little of one more day here. Um, but, I mean, what, what a story to pick. I know, right? <laughs> the most beloved Spider-Man yeah. story. All-time all -time favorite <laughs> Spider-Man story, one more day. Um, yeah, but um, 
I mean, I, I don't know how I feel about it going either way. Like, I, I want more. I want another Spider-Man movie where, where there's something with more to do with the comics. And yeah. and I don't know if even Tom Holland wants to stay and play keep playing him. I don't know if we could survive another reboot <laughs> so soon. <laughs> like, can you imagine if they rebooted Spider-Man a fourth time? Oh my! God. I mean, at this point, they'd have to switch over to Miles, like a live-action Miles. They have to. Yeah, yeah, very good point. And Sony owns that, you know, and that was a gigantic success too. So there's there's yeah. a lot of untapped potential there, I think, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you have time to talk about one last property? Of course. Okay. Okay. Cool. So you mentioned '90s before, and like the way that it, Carnage is like a '90s character, and Venom's a '90s character. Um, a big thing in the '90s was the rise of the Midnight Suns, which was the uh, kind of Ghost Rider world. That was like the biggest Ghost Rider has ever gotten. It was in the early '90s, and I would um, say so, yeah, yeah. And, and so you just shared with me that the team that made that game, XCOM, uh, have made Rise of the Midnight Suns, but it's spelled S-U-N-S as opposed to S-O-N-S, like in the yes. uh, comics. Um, but I was going to ask you first off, because uh, I watched the trailer, it was awesome. Is is XCOM a good game? Have you played XCOM? So XCOM is like a is like a uh, you know what's funny? I I actually have it. I I've been meaning to 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 try it out because I've heard so many great things and I mean to try game. I, I, the idea of the genre resonates with me, but I just haven't done it. Okay. Um, it, it's a, it's a tactical game. Um, and I I really love those kind of games. And uh, but they can be very dense and you have to yeah. kind of devote a lot of brain power to it, which I have just not had lately, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I love tactics games. Um, I, I love, I mean, I really enjoy the, uh, the Marvel ultimate Alliance games and all the ones before it, particularly the X-Men legends one, which started it. Um, but they're, they're kind of like button mashy, you know, but like, but if there's, there's going to be like a legit strategy to this and, uh, and it's a little, I mean, It'll end up being a little slower because it's it's turn based in a way, or it's kind of a modified turn base. Um, so I, I'm I'm very very intrigued by this, and I'm very intrigued with the the, the cast of throwing into this because I mean there's some uh, I'm obviously a lot of the that kind of darker magic universe is in there with, with Ghost Rider and Blade and um, who else do we see in there from that? So they had some real interesting real interesting casts. Uh, members, you have Magic, who's an X Men character, yeah. but she's associated with Magic. Totally makes sense, though. You're right, right. And then you have uh, Doctor Strange's in there. Uh, yep. Nico Mino Minoru, you know, yep. from the Runaways. Yeah, Runaways, yeah. Uh, uh, and then you have the, the the heavy hitters like Cap, Iron Man, Captain Marvel, etc. And Wolverine. Right. Wolverine has to be in everything. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my question to you is, right? Um, you said it's like X Men Legends. I think I remember playing that. Is this essentially like a game where you're running around with like a team and then you like pick somebody and then they all attack the one person and you know, it take t turns attacking. No, them. this is not like that. So this is, you will have a team, but you'll kind of, they'll kind of be like a, um, you know, you know, it, it'll be a turn more turn based thing. So you'll take, you'll, a character will go and you'll, they'll have a movement range and they'll have it. They'll be able to take an action against an enemy and then yeah. you move on to the next person and it'll become probably some kind of speed based component where, you know, a faster character may may act again sooner or something. So it's not like it's not totally real time. If, if that if that helps, so it, sure. it'll it'll de it's definitely squad based. You're definitely going to have multiple characters on the screen, yeah. but you're going to get to control all of them one at a time. 
basically. Is that kind of like uh, Final Fantasy, like where you kind of run up to well, people? So imagine, imagine like Final Fantasy like that, like a battle like that, but on a level and map and movement field of like X-Men Legends. Okay. So you, you're able to move around a map, move everyone uh, um, individually around a map to, to fight okay. whatever enemies you're, you're, you're fighting. Okay. But it's not like you're not just controlling one character at a time. I, I mean, you are controlling one character. You're not, you're not just like hitting a button and he punches or hitting a button and he does a, a power or something like that. There's probably like a, a menu and you select like a move to do or something. Mm. Um, and, and these games are de- usually very challenging. Uh, I mean, XCOM is known for uh, you, you kind of create characters and, and there's like permadeath with your characters you create. So they probably won't have that in this, but. Yeah, I, I read it. They said that they will not have permadeath in it. Yeah. Uh, so no, it, it's interesting because they made a character for the game too, like who's essentially oh, like yes. the hunter, right? That is, yeah. Um, and it's funny too. Um, the other day I was talking to a friend of mine's son about Marvel stuff and he, he plays the, the, the mobile game Contest of Champions. And he was telling me about all the uh, the characters he had, and he's like, "Oh, I got this one girl with a red with a, she has a, a red hood and a sword." I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And it bothered her. me to no end. It bothered me to no end. That as soon as I got home, I, I started digging. I'm like, "Oh, it's an original character created for this game." So yeah. <laughs> I felt a lot better about myself. Um, yeah, it was. So it just- seems like something very similar to that. Yeah, and she intrigues me because in the trailer. She calls Lilith mother, and Lilith is like the mother of all demons. So you know, maybe it's implying that she's a demon, or maybe she's like Lilith's direct descendant. Um, but I or, feel uh, like- I was getting a, I was getting a, a almost like a a, a blade vibe. Um, yeah, you know, a half demon, half human, because she was sealed in a coffin, sort of thing. Right, right, or whatever she was sealed in. Yeah. Right. That's that's a very good comparison. And that would probably be a really smart kind of character for Marvel to make. You know, because D D is so big and like there's a, a race of characters in D D called Tieflings, and they are like half demon, half human. She obviously looks more human than they do, but um, Well, supposedly you're gonna be able to completely customize this character. You can make it look however you want. So oh. that example, so this is literally you and you can make it whatever you want. I don't know oh. if you can change the gender or not. Right. Um, it seems like uh, I mean they showed a, a female voice. I mean, but then again, this this game's like Mass Effect or Assassin's Creed, where you know you you can choose a uh, you know to pick either way. Well, it's it's so weird. Like it's like I have the thoughts that I'm about to say, and you're just literally just saying it. You know, <laughs> you know, it's like wait, can they change the genders? You're like they might change the genders. That's like oh my god, that's like Mass Effect. You're like it's like Mass Effect. Like damn. Um, but it's funny they played like Enter Sandman, but like a cover, like a slow cover. Oh of it. yeah, yeah, because that whole um, that whole B- black album thing just came out, or is coming out soon. It, where it, it's like this huge box set where all these artists cover different Metallica songs. From, oh, I'm sorry, it's all songs from the black album. So there's like three or this is, not three or four. It's probably like ten versions of each song on that album uh, by different artists. Holy shit! Yeah, and that was one of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't as impressed by that one. It kind of sounded like Evanescence, and I didn't like the way that they were singing the chorus. Yeah, uh, well, they this this whole box stuff and the, the artist list I saw is very varied. Like, there's, like, Miley Cyrus on it, and, like, but there's, you have metal bands, too, in there, and, and it, it's, uh, I mean, I mean uh, who was, who did that one? Was it Alessia Cara or something? I mean, she's a pop singer, so. 
Oh, um, okay, okay. Yeah, so it, it, it it spans many genres. This this box set. So, okay. I, when's that come out? I gotta check that out too, man. If um, it, it might already be out. I'm not really sure. It, if if not, it, it's very soon. If not now. Sweet. All right. So so my last thing I'm gonna say about the Midnight Suns thing is I feel like that automatically means there's gonna be a tie-in comic. They're probably gonna kind of boost up Ghost Rider a little bit uh, and Blade. Blade's already in the current Avengers lineup that's written by Jason Aaron. I was trying to think of like who would be the main writer that they would have for like a Midnight Suns comic, like a comic about this hunter and like Lilith. And I thought my, my first thing, thought was Donnie Cates, but I feel like he might not have as many projects with Marvel because he's doing that whole um, Substack. Substack thing. Right, right. So. I was thinking like who, who it might be like someone that's not as big right now, but like it's kind of up and coming. Um, I was thinking like yeah, I mean if if they've had these tie-in comics before, they 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 tend to not actually be as prominent as you'd think. Um, like I I want to say there was there even a like a comic for that mo that mobile game I mentioned before, um, contest the champions. There might have been. I'm not sure. Um, I, think, I think there actually was, and I know that like for the Fortnite tie-in it was donny cates that did it for the marvel one yeah i mean fortnite's a different deal because it's like it, i mean it, it's such a oddly huge thing um so right. it, there was some uh, probably a little bit more behind that than something like this would be i'd say right because it, it was more like you, you know in in that crossover it, it's like you could argue that fortnite was actually the bigger property than the things that were being added into it that's fucking um, to, to some people, you know, right. to us, obviously, obviously not. Right. I mean, the reason I, I mean, I, I, I'll admit that I play Fortnite and I play it, but I play it because I can get Marvel and DC characters in it. Oh, yes. Yes. Believe me, I've seen it. I think about like that Psylocke and stuff that you had in the game and Cable. I'm like, <laughs> ah, I'm jealous. I'm trying to think like who else would be a good writer like currently for Marvel for, for that book? Um, I don't know. I, I haven't read any of the books uh, in that kind of realm in quite some time. I, I think the last thing I read in that area was was like Warren Ellis's Moon Knight. So like, oh I'm wow, not gonna be him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably not. No, no, yeah. <laughs> Although well, I hope Moon Knight. Wait, go ahead. What? I hope Moon Knight will be in the game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll probably have like eventually newer characters you can download and shit, right? Yeah, uh, they did that with the with the the Marvel Ultimate Alliance game. I, I think they they eventually did add Moon Knight. Um, I, I don't think I finished that game. God. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Moon Knight's awesome. And then like he's gonna have his own thing too. You know, uh, with um, what's Oscar his Isaac? Oscar Isaac. Yes, it's so good that I just always forget the names, and you're just right there to like say it for me. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> cool. Well, we talked for a freaking hour about comic book related shit. Um, did we? Yeah, yeah, it's almost t uh, ten my time, and so um, what do you call? It? I am down for what if next week, and if anything else comes up, we can talk about it too. Is there any kind of thing coming out comic wise? No, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Shang Chi is pretty early in September. Oh shit! Oh, well, okay, <laughs> I heard is it? Wait, when, when? Oh god, when is it? I shit! Is it next? Is next Friday the third? Um, let's see here. Yeah, it is next Friday. Oh God! Okay, okay, okay. So we got one more "What If" and then Shang Chi. Yep. Okay. Cool. Well, I'll be here for that, Brian. I look forward to talking to you about it, and uh, we will see you guys.